0: Good morning to you all. Feeling what it's like to really be getting into the heart of our retreat together. I hope you have a sense of your roots somehow growing down deeper into this moment, into presence. Maybe sometimes that sense feels more evident, sometimes not. So what are you noticing at this stage? And my question really this morning is, what's what's the weather pattern in your inner world, in the heart and mind, just now? Maybe it's something you can put your finger on, maybe it's not. What's the, what's the mood music that's playing? What colored lenses is your mind looking out at the world through this morning? And if you cast your mind back to when you first woke up this morning, has that changed at all over the last couple of hours? Three hours, probably. More than may Maybe that you're aware of some mood or mind state that was present earlier that has changed or shifted. Just de-intensified or escalated. Maybe the heart-mind is feeling quite clear and bright. Content or appreciative. Maybe it's feeling still. Maybe it's feeling a bit turbulent. Cluttered. Maybe you're aware of one of these clouding factors, one of these hindrances that Caroline was talking about yesterday. Or maybe a cocktail. So maybe you you recognize specifically one of those states of mind or maybe there's something else. So not everything has to fit neatly into the packages that the, the traditional teachings offer. So just an, an a really strong invitation and encouragement today in our practice to recognize this R of the RAIN acronym, to recognize with or without an exact label mm, the, the mood, the mind state. And this can be, you know, even being mindful or not mindful is a state of mind. So, it, you know, it's not just the emotional colouring, but actually the, the condition or the quality of the mind that's here right now, to recognise it. Sometimes we can put a label on it, sometimes we can't put a label on it. And maybe helpful helpful for you to think in terms of weather patterns or of music, or of these coloured lenses. And notice how the lens that we look through then colours colors the world that we see. And then as part of that recognizing, also to recognize that the mind that does the recognizing is already clearer. The mind that recognizes the presence of aversion is clearer than the mind that's lost in aversion. So the mind has this natural capacity for clarity, and to give more attention to the mood or the mind state that's here than to what it's telling you. Yeah. And that's an exercise in self-care. So there's a few, few little pieces from Ajahn Chah that I will share this morning. And he says, this one's a simile about a housewife. He says, don't be like a housewife washing the dishes with a scowl on her face, or a yogi, you don't have to be sexist about this (laughs) they're so intent on cleaning the dishes that they don't realise their own mind is dirty have you ever seen this? they only see the dishes they're looking too far away from themselves aren't they? some of you have probably experienced this I'll say this is where you have to look people concentrate on cleaning the dishes but they let their minds go dirty they're forgetting themselves So to to exercise this as a form of (coughs) self-care, give more attention to the state of the mind and what it's telling you. And then the A of this RAIN acronym, to allow it, don't be in a hurry to get out of the mind state or to get rid of it. Let yourself kind of linger there long enough to really notice what's happening even this sense of moving towards something that we might instinctively want to move away from. And then as you do that, to stay grounded in the body, and this is the investigation part really, is a kind of um, whole being investigation. It's not thinking like, what what was it? Sometimes it's helpful to notice what caused, or or one can notice what caused a mood to arise or a mind state to arise but more important, how does it, how does it feel? Yeah. And maybe this is some of those similes from yesterday evening, maybe they feel apt, like, is it, is it true for me that aversion feels like, you know, feverishness or boiling from the inside? And as you watch it, does, does the temperature go up or down? You know, does it change under your observation in the mind state? And maybe there's a, a kind of another way that you describe it. So you just get interested in it, and at the same time giving it giving it lots of space. And then the end of it is not to take it personally, not to not to um, yeah create an identity out of it. And it's really it's really easy when it's a kind of mood or a mind state that that's very habitual for us to sort of feel like, oh, it's, you know, it's always the way that I am, it's the way that my world always is, or um, at least at the moment, you know, I can't kind of see beyond this one. But to really recognize it, to identify it as a mind state, you've already got some connection with the clarity and even a really persistent habit of mind is just that, it's a habit. And we have this wonderful support and reminder of this, the container, the place that we're in, the situation that we've placed ourselves in where we're doing this weird thing of sitting and walking all day long that you have an opportunity to cultivate a different habit. I invite a new one. So not taking it personally also I think, is in a sense a an invitation to re-inhabit the space through which experience flows rather than being lost in the flood of experience. So you don't have to get rid of your aversion or your restlessness, but you become larger than it. So it just becomes one of the things that's happening here now rather than the thing that's driving your entire experience. And the, the N of this RAIN thing is also sometimes expressed as, as nourishing or nurturing. So asking yourself what's needed, what's needed in response to this mood or this mind state or this particular condition of my mind right now. So um, I love the way Caroline was pointing out that sometimes in those similes they actually contain a sort of suggestion of what the antidote might be. So if aversion feels really kind of heated, what, what would help cool the heart right now? What helps soothe our restlessness? Is it just taking a deep breath and remembering oh, I have the option to choose not to feed my restlessness right now? The, the classic way to soothe uh, aversion is to practice meta. Uh, sometimes that feels like too distant to pull from where the mind is. But you can see what helps to cool, even just not putting another log on the fire, not kind of refueling the story that might be driving the aversion, to just recognise, oh aversive mind, do I really want to be cultivating, inhabiting this? or? And I find something else. Or what what would brighten brighten the dullness that I'm feeling? Mm. And I also really like the the simile of muddy water. And the way to let muddy water settle, to let clarity emerge, is to stop stirring. Uh, And... Yet when we're caught in a state of worry or doubt or fearfulness, we often think that the way to get out of it is our th- to think our way to the end of it. And it's kind of endless. So what happens if we just recognize the presence of this mood or the mind state and take our, take our stirrer out of the pot or our hand out of the muddy, muddy pool and allow the mind to settle? And this is where having our meditation object, our our breath or our body or something really simple, really present, really immediate to come back to is so helpful. In fact, really, all these kind of samadhi practices are an exercise in letting go, an exercise in doing less, in taking our hand out of the water and stopping stirring. And then the clarity can start to re-emerge. So, you can also notice, really intent, intend to notice a little bit how it feels when a mood or a mind state that's a difficult mood or mind state that's been there abates or subsides or is no longer present. So, again, we've, we seem to be mentioning Thich Nhat Hanh a lot on this retreat, but you know, he says, You don't, you don't notice what a joy it is not to have toothache until you've had toothache and the toothache is gone (laughs) Uh, ah right now there's no there's no real aversion present in my mind there's no particular craving and you don't have to get so like you know pot scouring it with it (laughs) Uh, or that that worry that I was feeling earlier that's kind of subsided and doesn't that feel good to feel more sense of ease and clarity in the mind. And then to just notice the, notice, the, notice clarity and ease when it's there, even relative amounts, you know, we don't have to be perfectionists. Notice when there's actually a degree of mindfulness present, be glad about it. If gratitude arises, be glad about it. If there's a sense of kindness, be glad about it. And when we attend to these things, and you can really kind of soak a uh, bring the same curiosity to these kind of easeful states of mind as we do to the more conflicted, struggling ones, and really see if you can soak them in, soak them into yourselves, and that way we're divesting our energy from from the. Um, afflictive mind states, and we're reinvesting it into mindfulness, into curiosity, into kindness. And we can be like this cowherd that's just sitting back under the tree, and the cows are all behaving nicely, and there's nothing particular to be done, so we just rest, but quietly observing under the tree. I think it's it's really really easy to second guess ourselves to think uh, like you know being calm doing nothing is such an unhabitual state of being for lots of us in our lives that something something must be wrong I must be I must be doing something wrong there must be something to fix or sort out and just see how that's a kind of re-arising of doubt sometimes or a re-arising of restlessness that just is coming to trip us up. What happens if I just allow myself to quietly be here? Mind is calm. The mind is bright. The mind is watching. Nothing to do. Nowhere to go. And if we if we find ourselves kind of in a state of mind that feels very joyful, maybe there's a lot of gratitude coming up. to so know that too, but also to have have a little bit of awareness <coughs> that we don't then just use that to drift off and spin into a pleasant fantasy, into that proliferation of okay, well, how can I, how can I book my next six retreats at Gaia House mm-hmm. or move to Devon mm-hmm. or you know <laughs> grow these and these and these things in my garden? Yeah, you because know, there's. There's this sort of the energy of enjoyment. We can either kind of dig that back into calmness and to presence, or we can fritter it away in uh, in fantasy. And you know, a little bit of enjoyable thought is okay if it helps to kind of embed and nourish embed that sense of um, ease and happiness in the heart. But it, it can it can tip, so just watching that also. Nice. Just a, a couple more pieces from Adam Char that I wanted to share. Very simple but really encouraging us to take this kind of approach. He says this one is called Rainwater. Actually, the mind, like rainwater, is pure in its natural state. If we were to drop green dye into clear rainwater, however, it would turn green. If yellow dye were added, it would turn yellow. The mind reacts similarly. When a comfortable mental impression drops into the mind, the mind is comfortable. When the mental impression is uncomfortable, the mind is uncomfortable. The mind becomes cloudy, like the coloured water. When clear water contacts yellow, it turns yellow. When it contacts green, it turns green. It will change colour every time. Actually, the water which turned green or yellow is naturally clean and clear. This is also the natural state of the mind, clean and pure and unconfused. It becomes confused only because it pursues mental impressions it gets lost in its moods. This is another one called Road. Wherever you are, know yourself by being natural and watchful. If doubts arise, let them come and go. When you meet defilements, Just see them and overcome them by letting go of them. It's very simple, hold on to nothing. It's as though you're walking down a road. Periodically you will run into obstacles. When you meet defilements, just see them and overcome them by letting go of them. Don't think about the obstacles you've already passed. Don't worry about the obstacles you've not yet met. Stick to the present. Don't be concerned about the length of the road or about your destination. Everything is changing. Whatever you pass, don't cling to it. Eventually, the mind will reach its natural balance. Then it will be still whether you sit with your eyes closed or walk around in a big city. Have this wonderful opportunity to sit with our eyes open or closed rather than be walking around in a big city today. Let's enjoy this together. So, if you want to stretch or change your posture before you sit, you're welcome. You can already set up your posture with this sense of care, like the coming into your meditation posture, the gesture of self-care, inviting a quality of sensitivity, of kindness, Worry about the obstacle that's coming down the road, anxiety about how it's going to feel in 20 minutes' time. Let it be good for now. Letting yourself become the spacious receiver of this moment, this moment's arising, the sensations of the body, the sounds, the movement of the air, everything that tells us we're here now. Inviting the attention to come to rest with your breath or your body or whatever it is that helps you feel your roots in presence. maybe with a sense of even playful curiosity from time to time you might want to check in and what's the mood or the weather pattern what is the skillful response if indeed there is a response needed. Maybe just knowing and seeing is enough.